0: the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You have tuned in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. Connect with us for powerful, life-changing teaching and guest interviews that will inspire you with hope and equip you with the knowledge and skills needed to fulfill your destiny in the kingdom of God. Now, here is Glenn Blakeney.
1: Glenn Blakeney here. Man, I am so excited tonight for our program here on Kingdom Encounter. And we're just going to take a few moments and just encourage you just to share the broadcast. Let's get the word out. Let's make sure that people are able to tune in and be part of this broadcast tonight. Uh, Guys, we're going to be talking about reaching the unreached, going to the places on the earth where it is steeped in darkness and how do we do that? And what is God doing in this season in which we live? And let's talk about the, you know, the the millennials, even Gen Gen Z. What is God doing? There are a lot of people that feel that these are difficult and dark days in terms of the church is, is regressed and the church has, has backslidden in many ways. But I'm here to tell you that the gospel of the kingdom, even in the midst of COVID-19, and the pandemic that is happening globally is still going forth. My guest today is a young man all the way from Europe, from the nation of Germany, and his name is Valdi Bershiminski And Valdi has an amazing story and how he came to the Lord. He is involved in ministry. He's preaching the gospel all over the world to the nations of the world. I'm going to bring Baldi on in just a moment. You're going to want to listen to his story. You will be inspired and so on. I want to ask you just to take a moment and share the broadcast. Would you do so? And would you also let us know where you are watching from? As always, we really do want to connect with you. We want to make sure that we are acknowledging you We appreciate those of you who are faithful to watch this program, to share it, to participate in different ways. We also want to say welcome to those of you who are watching for the first time, whether you are watching the live podcast or the on-demand video or even listening to the audio podcast no matter where it is, whether it's on Roku, Amazon, Google, Google. Um, on our iOS app, our Android app. Guys, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate you guys being a part of this. So I want to just mention to you, just before we begin, about some great uh, opportunities that are available to you. The first thing I want to share is about our kingdom community. The kingdom community is... Uh, we, I, I really don't like the term network, but it's a spiritual family as we have come together from the nations of the world with a focus and an emphasis on seeing the Great Commission uh, fulfilled. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Very, very important. Listen, for some of you guys, you know me, you know this is something that I am very passionate about. The gospel of the kingdom must be preached throughout the world as a testimony to all the nations. Look guys, there's a lot we can say about that. We, we do our monthly training and the third Wednesday of every month. It's on Zoom. We have people from all over the world. We're talking about the gospel of the kingdom. We're teaching on what it means to be an apostolic people and to have an apostolic culture, which is all about preaching the gospel to all the nations of the world. So it's not just you know, the evangelist or the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, but it's the entire body of Christ is being equipped and raised up to walk as one man, to walk as one body, and to make sure that this gospel is preached to all the nations of the world and that we're discipling the nations. We are making disciples. Those who believe must become disciples. Jesus said that in John 8. Once you believe that it is incumbent upon you, and also it is a responsibility of leadership in God's church to teach, to train, to equip, so that people will walk in the fullness of the stature of Christ Jesus. They know their identity. They know their purpose in life. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. They're equipped to be able to live out their destiny, their calling, and to fulfill their role in the kingdom of God as part of the body of Jesus Christ. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for your comments. I know you're gonna enjoy this uh, tonight. And so I just wanna encourage you, head over to our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Okay, this is the first time you're gonna hear this. Even though our website is not 100% done, it's almost complete, you can go there and you can register be part of our directory and just just log in and leave your information there. Create your own profile about your ministry, your business, whatever it is. Be part of the Kingdom community and just connect with us. The training, the different things that are that are coming up, and, and we have small groups. We we have a lot of different things that are happening. Prayer nights this Sunday night, eight p.m. Central Time. We are going on Clubhouse for a time of discussion and sharing with some of the leadership of the kingdom community. And we're going to be praying for people to be healed, to see people delivered and set free. Man, we need to see miracles today. The gospel of the kingdom is not just in word, but it's in power. So we encourage you to head over to clubhouse and then look for us, kingdom community, join our club and then, be part of the of the uh, the meeting that we're going to be doing uh, on this Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central Time in North America. We encourage you to be part of that, guys, and do check out the New Kingdom website as well. Well, thank you, um, everyone, for being so faithful. Listen, I know that in the midst of these dark and difficult times, God is doing something powerful. We are on the airwaves, many people are, but we have launched a platform now, the Kingdom Community Television Platform. As I said, we are on Roku, we're on Amazon Fire TV, we're on Google or Android TV. You know, Google Android TV has 80 million active users a month, and Amazon has more than 50 million, and so does Roku, every month. Guys, we encourage you to be part of the Kingdom Community. If you're looking for a place to be able to disseminate your teachings, if you've got a message that is really uh, needs to get out, and we know many of you do, you can be part of the Kingdom Community Television Station. So just connect with me on social media, like our face. Uh, you can find the Facebook group for Kingdom Community TV, as well as our page. You can you can like that as well. And I know you're going to be really blessed. And we're going to just uh, continue to invade the nations and the darkness of the world by preaching the gospel. This interview right now is live on all of these different platforms. Download the app in the, um, in, in the App Store. Next week, you can download it in Google Play. So look for the Kingdom Community app. Well, as I mentioned, my guest this evening here in North American time is Valdi Bersheminski. He is a young man who has a call of God upon his life to preach the gospel to the nations. He is from Germany. He lives in the northern part of Germany, has an incredible story, and I know you're going to be inspired as Valdi shares tonight. His ministry is a powerful ministry And it's very simple, guys. It's just all about saving the loss, saving the loss. And uh, I'm going to put the website up. There you go. Savingthelost.com. Wow. Pretty simple. Pretty uh, focused, really. You know, and and that's what Valdi's all about. So we want to welcome him to Kingdom Encounter tonight, guys. Thank you. Leave your comments. Let's welcome Valdi all the way from Germany. Hey, Valdi! Welcome hey. Thank you for being part of the broadcast.
2: We're yeah, thank you so much. It's an honor for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to to hearing from you. And uh, I remember when we connected a few months ago, and you know, we we I saw the passion in your life to see the gospel go forth and people saved, saving the lost. Wow. That is, uh, there's no, nothing more noble, more important than mm. the lost saved. So let's just start off, I'm going to ask you the question, what was it like growing up for you? Were you raised in a Christian home? Um, what was it like? I mean, did you know the Lord uh, at an early age? Just give us the background.
2: Yeah I was born in Kazakhstan very close to the Chinese border and when I was five months old my parents they moved back to Germany and I grew up in a Christian home and uh, when I was five years old my grandmother she read bible stories to me I had to take a nap and yeah she read the stories about David and Goliath and uh, Elijah and all the bible heroes and it really impacted me and I think I got saved at the age of five years because um, during the nap time, because of my grandmother, um, yeah, she influenced me a lot, so all the Bible stories um, yeah, they I said, God, I want to be like David and uh, or like Jonah and go and preach the gospel and uh, yeah move and see cities shaken like Nineveh and um, yeah. I think I got saved there. I redic- dedicated my life later to the Lord at the age of 13. Um, but I heard for the first time about Jesus from my grandmother and I'm forever thankful to her um, for this great impact. So I grew up there in Germany, um, went to school, worked first in the bank and um, yeah, I grew up in the same village where, where Reinhard Bonnke started uh, his mi- or started to preach as a 16-year-old boy. It's in uh, northern Germany. It's a town called Toschstedt. And this also really impacted me because I read his biography. And when I found out that he started to preach as a 16-year-old boy in my hometown, I said, God, I know the exact house where he started. And I was driving by, I had to go to school, and the house was to my right. And I said, God, you did it. You did it for him. You you shook the nations. I mean, from here, he started here. And could you please do it for me also? And we, in my hometown, we have a house where Reinhard Bonnke preached as a young boy. And one pastor told me that he preached and only one person got saved. And later I heard that when Reinhard preached, um, in a single service, one million people got saved. And then I realized don't despise the small beginnings. I mean, first he started to preach as a young boy, only one person got saved, and later one million people in one single service. Yeah. So um yeah. This- It was a great miracle for me. And I said, God, please do it for me. And God was faithful. And uh, he gave me a couple of, a lot of opportunities to preach. I mean, to the unreached, um, out in the bush or somewhere in Asia and Africa. And uh, we see a lot of miracles, uh, signs and wonders on a regular basis. We see the same uh, miracles that are written in the book of Acts. I mean, Jesus is alive. Um, Jesus said, the Bible tells us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I really believe that. Um, we see the blind healed, the deaf start to hear, um, the cripples start to walk, like in the book of Acts, because Jesus never changed. So I grew up in the a um, small town of Germany, and um, later at the age of 13, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I started to speak in new tongues. Um, this was a great Change for me because I received the power from on high, and the Bible tells us um, when the Holy Spirit will come upon you, you will receive power. And I started to witness to my um, to my colleagues or to my classmates. um, By nature, I'm a shy guy. I was always afraid to to go to different people I don't um, to people I don't know. And but when I received the Holy Spirit, such boldness came upon me. And such love for the Lord, and I went out and uh, proclaimed the good news. And uh, yeah, Jesus did it—did His work. And later, people got saved. So I went down to the streets, and um, I remember we um, went to a particular town in Germany, and I said, "God, you—you you see that I'm so shy. I don't know how to preach on the street. Could you help me?" And um. Yeah then someone handed me a microphone I stood there I was I was shake shake and God was faithful and people came to know the Lord and um yeah from this day forward um I had the opportunity to go to different nations and preach to thousands of people and um yeah I yeah. see Jesus moving he's moving and um yeah thanks glory to Jesus <laughs>
1: Awesome. Let's talk about that. I mean, I know you've actually been to quite a few nations and you've preached to the multitudes and as you said, you've seen many people come into the kingdom, miracles testifying and bearing witness to the preaching of the word of God. How did you launch out into doing, you know, these uh, large um, evangelistic campaigns because, I mean, there might be somebody watching and they're like, I would love to do that, but yeah. how do I do it and and how do I begin? Well, I know there's not any formula and it's yeah. God does it, but let's hear your story. How did you begin?
2: And when I was young, I always read the, the missionary biographies from, Willie, from uh, Billy Graham, um, Reinhard Bonnke, and also like total unknown missionaries. I read their journals and I said, God, when I will grow up, I want to go. Please um, give me some opportunities to just go. I will do whatever you say. But I didn't know how to start. I said, God, I'm just a young boy and I don't have great education, um, but I'm willing to go. And God was faithful. Um, Mm -hmm. I... By chance, I found out about uh, a missionary evangelist in Sweden. I found, it, I found him on Google and I contacted him and I asked him, is it possible just to join you on a mission trip? And I joined him and we went to to Asia. It was in the Himalayan mountains. And um, we went to a pastor's seminar and there we prayed or um, there were some sick people, and this missionary he was so busy with preaching, and uh, some people came by and said, there, "We have some sick people. Could you please pray for them?" And the guy said, "I have to preach in about five minutes, but Valdi, could you please go and pray for them?" And I said, "Man, I'm just a nobody, and but if you say, I will do it." So I went with another guy, and we uh, prayed um, to some sick for some sick people. And they got healed. They had high fever for th- three days. And the fever almost, they left him almost immediately. And I was so shocked, like, God, I'm just an ordinary person. And you just healed a person um, just through my prayers. And I was more shocked than the healed people. <laughs> and then I realized God can use everyone. Um, just be willing to go. And um, God is going to use you in a much bigger and greater way than you realize. And then um, this missionary he invited me to preach, um, to do some uh, small introductions to it, uh, to his crusades in Asia and also in Pakistan. And uh, yeah, he gave me five minutes. Uh, so there was a big crowd um, in Pakistan. I think we had five thousand people. And um, yeah, I got five minutes. And I preached my heart out (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then there's five minutes and he said don't do an altar call but preach the gospel and I did it and then I realized I was born for that that's what I want to do for the rest of my life and um, yeah I got the mission virus and the mission virus never left me (laughs) and from this day forward I realized I was born for this to go to unreached nations and like Pakistan or like Sri Lanka, Bangladesh um, yeah to Asia because I was born in Asia I'm German but um I want to go back to the Asian countries and bring the gospel um, back to them I re- I heard about the nation of Indonesia it's the biggest nation um, the biggest Muslim nation and we have to reach them we have to save the lost that's the name of my ministry and uh, that's how I got started and then I conducted my um, first crusade my first own crusade was in kenya we went to a witch yeah. doctor island um, so people came to the island to receive power from the witch doctors yeah. and the pastor they called uh, they called us and said we are totally discouraged please come and visit us so we went and um yeah a couple of days before i had a car accident and oh, i said, god Are you talking to me and saying I should stay in Germany or what is happening right now? I was really confused and I said, God, but if you want to, if you want to go, let us, if you are saying please go, then I will go. So I went and um, I started to preach and Yeah, the first night was totally amazing. So I had my blessed sermon ever in this very first night. And then uh, I never felt the power of God so strongly. And we saw a lot of sick people got healed. And I had to preach two days later. Um, But this was the most horrible sermon I ever had because it didn't rain for three months. And I was about to step on the stage and suddenly heavy rain. Rain came, heavy wind. I had my sermon note and all the sermon notes, they just flew away. I had a contact lens in my eye and (laughs) my contact lens came out and my Bible was open and the pages, they were like flying all over. And I was, God, what's happening here? And it starts to rain and people were taking pictures of me. They had their camera, so they couldn't even look straight into the camera um, because a sandstorm came, heavy rain. And I said, God, what, what's wrong with that? couple of days we had this car accident and now this sandstorm. But then um, we saw a lot of demon possessed. They got free. And when wow. we came back to Germany, I heard that three witch doctors died right after our crusade. Wow. And then I realized why I had this um, big oppression. And I said, God, now I know why I had this car accident. Now I know why I had this my blessed sermon, but also the worst sermon ever. And um, also the witch doctors and God was really faithful and we started to move um, and we conducted more crusades and that's how I got started. Um, yeah, if I could take a step back. Um, Go ahead. Yes. That's right, a couple of months before I went to my first uh, crusade, I got blind on my one eye. So I went to work and suddenly I couldn't see any things. So I was totally shocked. I was a young guy, I was in the mid 20s, and I had my plans and I wanted to study. I wanted to uh, yeah, have a family and um, have a great career. And suddenly I was blind on one eye. And oh. I said, God, what's happening? You know, I was about to graduate from Bible school, and all my classmates, they graduated, and I was lying sick in, uh, in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I cried out to God and said, God, you know, maybe I won't be able to get married because I don't know if there's a girl who wants to get married to me. I will never be able to have a family. Um, I'm not able to work. I'm not able to drive a car. I even Mm -hmm. couldn't hold a cup of tea in my hand because the pain was so strong. And um, yeah, so I had six surgeries and... Yeah, nothing helped. So the doctors were a little bit discouraged and we started to pray and to fast in my, at my church. And in the end, God did a miracle and I could see. And my plans were to become a Bible teacher. So I was reading a lot. I was um, preparing myself to uh, do my master's degree in theology. Yes. But suddenly I was not able to read a single page. I, was, I couldn't even read the Bible for three months um, wow. because of this blindness. And then I realized, God, I'm not able to be a Bible teacher anymore. But what I can do, I can preach the simple gospel. Um, I can be an evangelist. And if you want me to be an evangelist, I will do it. So I did the shift from becoming a Bible teacher Um, to becoming an evangelist and then i went to india i contacted um, this um, this missionary evangelist and yeah i saw the blind healed when i went to south Asia, i um, prayed for a lady she also um, was had very strong uh, problems with her eye and with the same right eye and i prayed for her and god healed her and at the same time, I had pain in my own eye. And I realized, God, you healed this lady, but maybe you forgot me. How is that possible? Yeah. And then I realized God is still able to heal people, um, even if you're sick on your own. Right. Um, it's just grace. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's how I got started in a couple of minutes. And
1: um, Wow. Yeah, that's so awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, you know what? I mean, that's what you've dedicated your life to is to preach the gospel, to be an evangelist and do the work of an evangelist. And I know um, that you have had some uh, training, not only theological training, but there's been some practical Mm -hmm. uh, input and, and mentoring and training that that has really helped you. Why don't you share a little bit about that?
2: yeah, so in this uh, January, so I went to America to Florida for three months to Christfall Nation to C fan, and I did a training on evangelism. It's called a uh, Boot Camp right. and it was really helpful. It impacted me a lot. We got trained by Daniel Kulender. he's the successor of Reinhard Bonke right and he himself he saw millions of people coming into the kingdom. um he's a young preacher, I mean um yeah and now. Now he's 40, but um, yeah, he's full of fire. He has passion to, um, see, the, say, um, to see the dead race, to um, bring the lost to the Lord. And we were trained by the best of the best um, for evangelism. And they taught us how to preach on a the stage. They taught us how to pray for the sick. They taught us how to organize crusades because I had the theological training But sometimes I didn't know how to organize some things because um, you can know everything about the Bible. But when you're out there on a stage preaching somewhere in Kenya and then this sandstorm hits you, you know, it's totally different. You need practical training, too. And I got this practical training and it was really intense. It was um, seven days a week, um, maybe 18 hours a day we had a lot of homework and almost every day we went out to the streets and preached um, the gospel in the marketplaces and in the, in the shops there in, in Florida and people got saved right there in the malls and on the street and mm. yeah it was a great training ground for for Africa.
1: Awesome yeah yeah praise God so um COVID-19 has come and obviously international travel has ceased um by and large um now what what what's going on with you and and what are your plans i mean what have you been doing during the pandemic Um, I was training, I trained pastors or also
2: evangelists here in Germany and Europe. We recently had a fire camp um, in Austria. So we gathered 50 fiery evangelists from all over Europe and trained them in evangelism. So we did kind of a mini boot camp um, in 10 days. And uh, yeah, we shared everything what we've learned. And then we hit the streets of Vienna And we saw the same results. So I have a passion to equip the church um, in Europe and Germany too, because um, Germany is kind of a Christian country. We have Martin Luther. Um, We had the great reformation in Germany, but um, there we have a great shift also. And people are moving away and they're saying, I don't want to have God or Jesus in my life. and. I, as a German, I really feel sorry for them, and we have to bring back the gospel to Europe because a lot of people are saying, okay, it's great that you're preaching in Pakistan or somewhere in uh, Vietnam, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh. You see a lot of people getting saved there, but what about Europe? What about Germany? And then I realized, hey, I have to do something for the Western countries too. And um, yeah, I'm preaching in churches in Germany and Europe. Um, I'm mobilizing uh, for evangelism. I'm trying to inspire people also to go out, but also my dream is to train pastors here in Europe um, to how to preach evangelists and the evangelistic message, because my father is a pastor. And uh, I realized a lot of pastors, they don't know how to preach An evangelistic message they know how to perform weddings they know how to do funerals and how to preach on marriages on oral on everything basically everything but they don't know how to do a salvation message and i said okay if there's no one i will go and just um, tell them how to prepare a salvation message how to do an altar call um how to bring the lost into the church. So that's um, kind of a a big project I want to do in the future here in Germany and also in Europe and um, yeah, all over the world and just train pastors. So what we are doing in the nations um, in in the morning, we have this pastors seminar and we teach them about evangelism. And in the evening we have this great gatherings. So this is our model, what we are doing. And um, yeah, I want to bring this all over the world and Just inspire people to do the same because I'm just an ordinary guy. Um, I'm not more gifted than anyone else. Um, Yeah, yeah. if God used me, he can use you too and um, the other ones.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, it's so important that we recognize uh, our responsibility to equip and train others because I think this is really the direction the Holy Spirit is leading the church is to see all of God's people equipped, discipled, raised up and released, you know, and that's uh, what we're all about as well. We're really looking for that. And we need the fivefold ministry to to be active in that. You know, so we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, Ephesians 4 verse 11 states, and, and we need to see each one uh, of them not only functioning in ministry but also equipping the saints it says to do the work of ministry and you know there's there's a specific anointing and a grace that is upon the um the, the the apostle the prophet the and the evangelist pastor and teacher and and that needs to be released so we can see the body of christ um, emerge into the fullness of the image of jesus yeah. manifesting him on the earth so Um, you, you know, you, you, when you talked about earlier, when you first went to Kenya and you experienced, um, you know, you were in a car accident, uh, there was this sandstorm, just the adversity that you went through. And then you came to realize, well, this was spiritual resistance. You know, the enemy was um, at work trying to stop you from ministering the gospel there. And, and it's so important that we recognize this, that when we really step out and we begin to do what the Lord has called us to do, then the enemy, the devil is not going to just sit back. He's going to come against us. And Paul talked about that in, in first Thessalonians two, he said, Satan has hindered me. And, and I, it's so important that, that we recognize that, but the gospel is, you know, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. So you yeah. saw the gospel in power overcome, you know, the works of the enemy and what he was doing. You have a, just share maybe a, a couple of stories of some of the miracles that you've seen in, in different places. It might be in Europe or or in Asia or somewhere else. We just love to hear the testimonies of the goodness of the Lord.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, um, today I was also, you talked about the hindrances today. I was scheduled to preach on an outreach on the streets here in my hometown. Wow. And, um, yeah, I couldn't come to the location because we had a big traffic jam and it took me almost two and a half hours to reach a destination. Normally I can reach it by 45 minutes. Wow. And I said, God, what's happening here? Um, but I still in the end I made it. Um, yeah, they, All the people, they almost went away, so it was almost finished, the outreach. And I said, God, here I am. I don't know why this happened to me, but if it's possible, just use me. And I went around the streets and um, I was about to go home and I was about to cross the street. And there was a guy, he got an asthma attack. It was just today, this evening. And he was like, I don't get, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And I stood one meter away from him, and I said, hey, can I pray for you? And I just laid my hand on his chest, and I prayed, and I proclaimed the name of Jesus. I proclaimed healing over his life, and he just felt release, and um, yeah, he said, I can freely breathe right now. The pain has gone, and then he started to cry out to Jesus on the middle of the street. He said, Jesus, save me, and that's shared about Jesus, and we did this salvation prayer and said, Jesus, I need you, come into my life. And he was really crying out at the traffic lights there, and people were going left and right and looking at us. But he cried out to Jesus and said, Jesus, save me, I need you. And it just happened today, and I was so happy because I was hindered for I couldn't come to the location for two and a half hours. And, but then I realized um, the greater the obstacle, the greater the miracles in the end. So I often experienced it, this. When, I w- when we went to Pakistan with my wife, we were about to um, step into the plane. And my wife got high fever Oh no! right at the check-in. So we gave our passports um, to check. And suddenly she said, I have high fever. I don't know what to do. And we also got like confused. We said, "God, maybe you wanna want us to stay here in Germany, but um we started to pray, and we went, and we saw great miracles there in Pakistan. Pakistan is a, a Muslim nation right. and um we preached there, and there was this um young Muslim lady she was thirteen years old she was demon possessed uh-huh. and she attacked um the women's section, so um the women were standing there. And she just came upon them and um, she was a very tiny girl um, but she was so strong and then finally um, four pastors they tried to get her but they she could they couldn't hold her hands because she was so strong and in the end they prayed for her and she got free and then she stood there shy small young girl and God opened up her her mouth and she started to speak before she was not able to speak. And this was a miracle for the Muslims. And then they, re- they realized, wow, Jesus did a miracle. And a lot of people are asking me, how it's, um is it hard to preach to, preach to the Muslims or um, is there kind of a secret? What I'm telling them is just uh, preach the original gospel. If you have signs and wonders, um, the Muslims will come in three minutes to the Lord. Um, you can preach for 30 minutes, and sometimes it's hard for them to believe, but if they see blind eyes open, if they see the deaf start to start to hear, and people who were not able to walk, they start to walk, and um, they got saved in two minutes, and it was the same with this young little girl, and the crowd was totally amazed, and yeah, so this was a great miracle for that, yeah, yeah for me and for the whole team. yeah, and that's awesome.
1: And, you know, that the gospel uh, that Jesus preached and which the apostles continued to um, herald to the name, you know, it would eventually to the nations of the world was a gospel that had the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I love Acts chapter eight, verse um, the story of when Philip went to Samaria. And when you think of that story, Philip as a Jew went to Samaria, there was uh, theological uh, disagreement and there was mm-hmm. even some racial issues there but the says in verse 6 that the people listened attentively yeah. to the words that Philip preached and it says this hearing and seeing the miracles hearing and seeing the miracles and it talks about the demonized being set free and mm-hmm. and so on and all of the different miracles and this is the gospel that's the true gospel. The gospel is not in word only, but it's in power, and we need signs and wonders. And we are advocating for this, and I believe that there is a generation arising that wants this. They, they, they may not understand the gospel, and they maybe have a bad experience with church, mm-hmm. but something in them comes alive when they experience this power and presence of the resurrected Jesus, you know, he's not dead, he's alive. And he's doing miracles around the world and through his people. But we need to obviously believe and and step out in faith to do yeah. that as well. So what would you say to to those who, you know, maybe are wanting to just move out of that place where they feel stuck and stagnated in their walk with God and um, they just feel like, well, you know, I just don't feel like God's there. He's not present with me. Um, what What would your response be? What is your response to, to those people?
2: By my experience, I think these people like mostly three things. It's first, a lot of these people, they don't read the Bible on a regular basis. Um, then they don't pray on a regular basis. And then they don't share the gospel on a regular basis. So if you just start to read the Bible every day, if you start to uh, read the Bible every day, to pray every day, not last just three minutes, but maybe 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, um, and then also share the gospel, this will change your life. So I realized I, I'm totally happy. I got the, I get this joy always when I'm sharing the gospel. So when I see people coming to the Lord, um, great joy just comes out of me. So um, there's, uh, there's some statistics. They say that um, if you buy a new car or if you buy a new house or a new cell phone, you are happy for three months. But this feeling goes away after three months. But if you bring people to the Lord, you get a joy that's. It lasts forever, so that's a joy. Um, yeah, until it until uh, Jesus will come. So, what I advise to these people: read your Bible every day, pray every day, and share the gospel as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and then you will see that your life will be radically transformed. And just pray for the sick people. People are saying, "Okay, I never saw a sick one healed, but just continue," and God will do the miracles. I mean, Jesus said he will do it. He said we will do greater things than he did. Yeah, um, We are his disciples. We are his followers. Right. And we can see the same miracles, the same signs and wonders um, that Jesus did.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I love the fact that you yeah. you didn't just say read the Bible and pray because that's often the response Uh People say, oh, you just need to pray more. You need to read the Bible. Important, definitely. But what you said is critical, sharing your faith. The Bible is clear that when we give, when we pour out, that's when God pours back into us. And people, you know, we've, we've done a lot of mission trips throughout the years. And we take people on these trips to other nations. And they go there and they go, wow, this is awesome. They get there on fire. They see miracles. And all it is, is they've actually begun to step out and share their faith in different ways. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm talking about those who are not active in sharing their faith regularly in their home nation or city. Um, But we need to to begin to engage uh, in sharing our faith wherever we are in the world. And I know Clearly, that's what you're doing as well. So um, if people want to connect with you, um, you know, they want to know, how do I get a hold of of Valdi? I mean, uh, if you want you to come and and minister at their church or um, they want to connect with you about some of the things you're doing in ministry, how would they get a hold of you?
2: So you can just go to my website, it's called savingthelost.com and um, just contact me there on the website or go to my Facebook page and just type in Valdi Bershi. Yeah, just write me an email. I'm ready to preach the gospel all over the world. Just I'm ready to come to your church, train and equip your church in evangelism, um, inspire, um, yeah, or preach on your outreach, on your event, Um, In the US or Australia or in Asia, I'm I'm preaching. I'm willing to preach in front of three people, two people, or in front of thousands. For me, it doesn't matter because every soul counts. Amen. And um, yeah, we have to save the lost at any cost. That's my slogan: save the lost at any cost. And
1: (laughs) absolutely, yeah. And it's so important, you know that. Because that's the bottom line. The gospel is about people being reconciled to God and, and saved, you know, and Paul talks about that. He says, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade men. He also talks about knowing, uh, you know, the goodness of God. But that's it. I mean, I, I in Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 3, Paul is talking about his countrymen, the Jews, and he, he's you know, just groaning. He says, "I have this anguish in my heart and this unceasing sorrow, and I wish that I could be a curse from Christ myself, if it would result in the salvation of of uh, my countrymen." Hmm. and And that's that shows his heart. The bottom line. And I love what he says in in Timothy. He said, um, "You know, we endure all things for the sake of the elect." In other words, we suffer. We we go through all of the uh, hardship, and because ultimately we want to see people come to Christ. Amen. Yeah, and and of course, you know, so we have people that like the way it works, guys. Is we have a responsibility to share the gospel. Every one of us, Acts one eight says, you will receive power to be witnesses unto Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we all have that. Get the power, change of life when he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Be baptized with the Holy Spirit and you will receive power and boldness. It says in Acts chapter 4. So we, yeah, we need to disciple people, of course. But ultimately, we need this boldness. We need this power that will reveal Jesus Christ to them. So, Baldi, um, I'm going to ask you to close our time together. I want you to pray for those who are watching this broadcast or listening on the podcast. Would you pray as the Holy Spirit leads you? But also, I just feel that this is a good opportunity for people to be filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit as well. And just minister from your heart as the as the Lord leads you and prompts you. And just take the next few moments to do that, would you please? Sure,
2: yeah, I will um, pray. So, if you have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, just be open and say, Jesus, I know you are real, come into my life and um, yeah, fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon us so I received the power from on high when I was 13 years old and I started to speak in new tongues and God um, made create um, changed me into bold person before I was totally shy um, but God started to use me from this age on and I want to pray for you that you will receive um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit just lift up your hands and say Jesus Come into my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit come upon me, fill me right now. Give me power from on high, and fill my life with your presence. And just pray to Jesus. So I I receive this gift um, of speaking in tongues, and I want to just pray and in tongues and um, just pray to God and say, God, come. Up. Jesus, come in my life, and Holy Spirit, just fill me now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray for all the people who really are thirsty for an encounter of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon them in a mighty way that they never felt before. Come with your power, Jesus. Fill them. Hallelujah. Jesus, fill them right now. Fill them. Fill them, God. Give them what they desire. Give them the same experience, what happened in Acts chapter 2. Jesus, fill them with your precious Holy Spirit, Jesus. And I'm also, pr- I want to pray for people who are maybe sick in the name of Jesus, I command all this sickness to go. If you are sick, just pl- play, take your one hand and put it on the sick part of the body. And um, yeah, if you have problems in your stomach, just put it on the stomach. If you have problems on the shoulder, put your hand on the shoulder. And God healed me. I was blind. I couldn't see. But Jesus used the blindness to, to make me, to form me into an evangelist. And I really believe that Jesus can heal you. His desire is to heal you from this day on. So just place your hand and I want to release the healing power. In the name of Jesus, I command all the sickness to leave. Spirit of infirmity, leave right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed from every kind of sickness. I command blind eyes to open. I command the deaf to hear. I command cancers to go. In the name of Jesus kidney stones be removed back problems go in the name of Jesus be healed from top to toe be healed from every kind of from every kind of sickness I command the demons to to leave in the name of Jesus be restored be fully restored, be healed from top to toe in the name of Jesus, Father. I'm praying for the people who are maybe discouraged and they don't know um, yeah, where to, how to continue their life. I'm also asking for them, bless their lives and give them power from on high, give them strength and give them motivation and the willingness to continue. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, help them to. To get the hunger to read your words, help them help them to have the hunger to pray and help them also to have the hunger to, to share your good news, Jesus. Come into their life and fill them now with a fresh fire in the name of Jesus, I pray, Jesus. I'm also praying for people who are um, not sure if they are called to be an evangelist, Jesus. I'm asking you to show it, make it very clear to them that they will see that they are called to go to the nations, they are called to go to the unreached, they are called to go to the unsaved people and and just preach to them and lay their hands on the sick people and they will recover God. Give them this confirmation and give them boldness to to preach and to be an evangelist to the unsaved Father. That's my prayer. And yes, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus, that you are the same. The Bible tells us that That you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are believing, Jesus, that you will still do the same miracles. And you empowered us to go and to be your disciples. Jesus, thank you for the power from on high. Thank you for your word. And um, yeah, I'm asking to bless every viewer, every listener. Bless their life. Bless their future. Bless their health, their family. In the name of Jesus i pray hallelujah jesus we give you all the glory
1: amen amen yeah amen awesome thank you so much Valdi. and we just want to declare over anyone who's watching right now you need healing as Valdi encouraged you to do so just put your hand on that part of your body yeah command healing you know someone said they have issues with their skin so we declare healing on your Amen. skin in Jesus' name. We command this uh, condition to leave and healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I went
2: to the nation of Brazil and we prayed for people over the radio and they got healed over the radio. Um, so God is able to do miracles. I mean, on this screen and um, yeah, just Amen. believe it. He can um, do it. I mean, I uh, was blind and now I'm able to see by God's grace and God can do it for you.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Amen. Amen. Powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Valdi, uh, for sharing with us. And guys, our guest, my guest has been Valdi and You can find him on Facebook as Valdi Bersheminski. And uh, you can connect with him there and also on his website, which is savingthelost.com. Connect with him there. And we're going to ask everyone who's listening, watching to pray for you, to hold you up as you travel and minister the gospel as well. So you've got more people, family members, new family members you didn't know you had. You're connecting with them. And we really appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to connecting with you. And I'm one of those guys who's going to contact you and say, hey, I know of an opportunity for you to do something significant. And uh, I'm actually just was prompted, I think, to ask you. So I'll talk to you about that. I'll, I'll talk to you privately about that. I'm looking forward to it. But thank you so much, Baldi. Any closing words you w- would like to share?
2: yeah thank you so much for the great opportunity it's a great honor for me i mean let's raise the dead let's uh, cleanse the lepers let's pray for the sick and uh, freely we have received and let's freely give
1: amen yeah amen that's awesome thank you okay well look we look forward to seeing you again and uh, Appreciate your time. I know it's early in the morning where you are and you, you got up early or you stayed up late, one or the other. And Yeah, I stayed up little... late. It's like now <laughs> it's four in the morning. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we, you better get some sleep. But anyway, thanks a lot. Thank you, my friend. Bless you. Thanks. Amen. Amen. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, oh, wow. I made, I didn't, how did I do that? Okay, here we go. Here we go. We got to do it this way. There we go. Um, my guest has been Baldy Bershaminsky, as we've already mentioned, and I really trust that you guys were encouraged by his testimony and how the Lord is using him. Would you please go ahead and share the video and uh, just get it out on social media? Leave some comments as well. We really appreciate that. Let us know um, what how how this ministered to you, and, and we uh, appreciate you sharing so much. And, guys, I just want to mention in closing that we would love to connect with you in our kingdom community. And as I said, in the beginning of the program on the third Wednesday of every month, we have a time of training and equipping it's free. It's powerful. We have an international team of just great men and women of God who are anointed and really have amazing insight into the scripture. We are all about seeing the kingdom of God advance on the earth. It's not about, Um, you know, building a network, an organization, or anything like that. It's a people that are coming together from all nations, uh, the generations, and even backgrounds. And God is using us to to do something together that we could, would not do just on our own. So check out our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Join us for the training sessions, third Wednesday of every month, in the morning, and the evening, North America time, just go to awakenations.org forward slash equip, awakenations.org forward slash equip. You can sign up for the training there, and uh, we'd love to connect with you that way. Well, my name is Glenn Blakeney. My wife Lynn and I are the uh, directors, leaders, whatever term you want to use of, I guess we are the servants of the Lord. Of Awake Nations Ministries and the Kingdom Community, and we just love God's people. We we love to see uh, the Lord move through His people. We're all about training, equipping, seeing you raised up to fulfill your destiny. And I just again say so head to over to the Kingdom website and guys register there. We're going to be offering free training, free courses, a place for you to to add your name, your videos, and the directory. It's absolutely free of charge. We do have some other packages that are available if you want to promote your ministry more through the different platforms that we have, and you can see all of that on the website. So bless you wherever you are in the world. Thanks for being part of this podcast tonight. My name is Glenn Blakeney, Kingdom Encounter, I pray in Jesus' name that God will use you for his glory and just bring you to a place where you know who you are in him and you are fulfilling your destiny, your purpose in this place now, in the in the world now, not just when we die. Guys, the Lord wants us to do something powerful now in this life. Thanks for being with me today. God bless you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. To learn more about us, including how to connect to our Kingdom community, please visit our website, Awakenations.org. Again, that website address is Awakenations.org. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, so other listeners like you can receive powerful, life-changing teaching. We appreciate that effort. And we hope you'll join us again in the next episode of Kingdom Encounter.